the story of how a fighter can get knocked down four times, well, three actually, and still win the fight. This is the story of Jason Quigley versus Edgar Belanga. Now, Belanga was unstoppable in his early days. So many first round knockdowns, knockouts. Moved up in class, some say. Can't get people out of there. He needed, in his hometown in New York City, to shut up the naysayers. To eradicate the threat of Quigley, who has fought more recently than Berlanga, but has been overlooked. Not many people thought it would be a difficult fight for Berlanga. They were wrong. Tonight, Belanga did not. Quieten the naysayers. Let alone shut them up. It was wide at the end. 116-108. Was it 118-106? So 116-108. Twice. 108-106. Hugely wide cards. That's not the fight I saw at all. And yeah, he knocked Quigley down three times. Fourth one was a fall. Quigley tripped over his own legs. The ref called it a knockdown. What were you looking at? You were right there. But Quigley, trained by Andy Lee, had a game plan. And pretty much, as we saw last weekend, Belanga was frustrated didn't quite know how to change that game plan, how to unpick that knot that Quigley had tied. And what that game plan was, was my movement and my head movement and and upper body movement will be better than yours and you can't just rely on power. As I think it was Sergio Moore, because it was on DAZN. I've got a subscription and it's marvellous to see that. Marvellous to see DAZN. Really good pictures, really well done. Stop knocking DAZN. It's good stuff and they produce regular boxing product. And why wouldn't you want that when you pay monthly? It's great. And well done, Eddie Hearn. Stop ragging on him. Promoters are promoters. Now, Belanga's got a tough jab. And in the first round, he did show this, but quickly carried through on his movement. On making him miss, on frustrating him. He landed an overhand right in that second round, kept out of range. In the third, they stood and threw a bit, which is not what Quigley wanted to do. But he pushed him with his shoulder at one point. Just got in the middle of it, pushed him out with his shoulder, bent low, land one over the, landed one over the top. But then, lost concentration, sudden left uppercut, and then a big chopping right from Berlanga. Took Quigley down at the end, and it was. I mean, he was up straight away, was Quigley, but it was an incontrovertible knockdown. Quigley then tried to keep him off in this in the fourth, avoided a right. Um, but was but although people said Belanga was easing himself into the fight, Quigley still had that movement and still had the ability to fight back. You know, at one point he was on the ropes, and I can't remember which which round this was in the commentary team, and it was Sergio Moro, I think, and I can't remember, was it, was it Moro? 
talking about um, does he really need to... He's fighting back, said Mora, but does he really need to do this on the ropes, was the reply. Well, if you're on the ropes, you have to. And Mora was certainly, I think it was Sergio Mora, was certainly very complimentary to Quigley throughout this fight. He took a big left shot in, in the fifth, and there was, uh, I think Belanga thought, I can see a difference here in the work. But Quigley, body shot, fought back, Pixie shots. Then we had the knockdown or the fall down that was ruled a knockdown. What a shame. And Quigley definitely need to get Belanga's attention in the sixth, which he did by his movement, by his by picking his shots. He scored in, in the seventh. Belanga came back with a body and head shot. But then good counters from Quigley. They both connected with left hooks. But Belanga got the worst of it. He staggered back and Quigley just smiled at him. Great upper body movement throughout from Quigley. He leaned into a body shot in the ninth. Then hit a body shot, dips to, dipped to avoid the shot from Berlanga and landed a right of his own. It was lovely, but he did ship a left hook, which was meaty from Berlanga. He has that power. In the 10th, he didn't seem to have to be draining his tank quickly. Kept moving. Berlanga was searching for him at this time. And there was talk about how how quiet the hometown crowd was. And that's testament to Quigley's work too. Do you know how difficult it is to silence a hometown crowd, we were asked. Yeah, that's what Quigley's done. And in the 12th, Quigley avoided a couple of shots, but took one on the forehead, which briefly discombobulated him. There were combos from Belanga, who finally was looking like he was bossing things. Finally looking like he was fighting. Quigley had to hold on to him. Belanga had him in the corner. Quigley avoided one. Then avoided a couple, actually. Then they went to the next corner and Quigley seemed overconfident. It, it did seem that way. Quarter right, was down, was wobbly and had to take a knee as well. So four ruled knockdowns, wide cards. But Berlanga didn't look good. He's still learning. that You have to be a bit cagey. You have to have tactics. He's back with his old trainer now and that certainly will help him. You can't just rely on power. You're moving up in quality. And when someone like Quigley comes with a game plan and has got a trainer like Andy Lee, then really you just need to change your game. Even in that ring, you need to be able to do it. And if Balanga can't do that, he's not going to progress much further. Quigley lost, but in a way, he won. He's not at the level of Balanga. That was understood. But on your night, if you bring in a game plan, if you stick to it, you can frustrate the other man. And that certainly happened to Belanga tonight. Ta-ta.